I'm here. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The show was not being recorded. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. so I just so looked up. Will we be able to listen to the episode later? Starting right now. Everything <laughs> else. Well, you know what? That's a very good reason for everybody to call her directly. How about that? <laughs> yep, yep. Call her directly. I, I like her. She's a good lender. Yeah. Any other questions? I'll be more to answer the callers. Let me see if Coco is straight. Hold on a second. Team Coco, did you have any more questions? Are you okay? Uh oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's good with me. I'm good. All right. You good? I would like I would like to know if anyone has got themselves in a forbearance or a deferment situation they want to talk about. Anybody? Has anyone have a home and applied for a forbearance or a deferment with their lender? And what their experience was? Anyone? Um, I, I attempted it, but he never did give it to me. I'm dealing with a private lending situation. Okay. And, and the guy really started being an asshole and wanting to know too much information. He wanted to look at my bank accounts and what I've been doing. And uh, hell with you. Yeah, that's that's normal. That's normal how the underwriters are, though. They really do your path, and they want everything from your first to your last. You know, they want to see your bank account, your your what you ate for lunch. I mean, they want to know it all. So when they ask us for it, we just try to deliver it. And if you have a relationship with the person you're working with, you won't mind giving up that information. Yeah, yeah. Now, it, there's some histrionics with that. So, but I'll deal yeah. with you on this reverse mortgage tomorrow because okay. you can go 80 percent. You know. I've never heard of 80 percent with uh, reverse mortgage, so if you can do that. We, we have we some smoke. really good points. All right. I will. Yeah. I will tell you that if anyone right now is dealing with the forbearance, or um, oh, let's talk about forbearance in particular. Say the lender said, "Okay, you don't have to pay that mortgage for ninety days," and you accept whatever the terms on the forbearance. Um, I want you to know that if you wanted to refi within that time, you won't be able to do a refi until you bring that forbearance up to date. So it's in, it's uh, imperative that you take that loan and get it for 60 days before you can refi the loan. That's one of the important things about a forbearance that a lot of people don't know when they sign up for that. All right. Okay. Everything sounds good. Um, what if you're in, in a dispute with uh, the county over some property taxes, if they've overcharged you and you're in a dispute with them, would that interfere with the process? Absolutely. Um, you would need to resolve all liens, levies, and disputes, as long as there's not a lien or a levy on the property. No, no, no um, lien, no lien. It won't be okay. an issue, but any, any back taxes or anything old would have to be clear and uh, paid. Um, through the process or at the time of, at the close of escrow. All right. It's coming okay. out of your yeah. or whether you resolved it, it just needs to be cleared. Okay, we have another caller. Um, 522, you're on. I just you're got online. here. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Oh, Jesus, we're talking Gina. about home, 
home ownership. Hey, man, oh, how okay. you doing? Home ownership. Home ownership. Hey, Dr. Kweku. Hey, what's up, brother? I'm not a guy, I'm a girl. You what? I'm not a guy, I'm a girl. <laughs> well, how about we allow her to introduce herself so we can all? I did. I said, you know what? This skip. Oh, mute me, please. No, no, Mute me, please. Okay, we'll we'll mute you. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was Gregory. It sounded like Gregory, you know, but he has. And I do. I apologize. We are having technical difficulties for this um, episode, so my apologies. I just did not hear you, and I just wanted to know your name. Um, I'm Phyllis, and our guest speaker is Kimberly Jackson Dumas. Um, she's a real estate agent. Yes, uh, and my apologies also because we, uh, you know, I was under the impression that the electricity was going to be back on at 5:30, so. I thought we would be ready to go, uh, but uh, whatever game is being played out there with uh, communication levels around the country, it's, it's very serious. As the, as the chief just stated, uh, having a very difficult time trying to communicate and, and, and send and receive certain kinds of information. In fact, uh, today, uh, you know, yesterday I put the, uh, the advertisement up on Facebook uh, for the show. Uh, tonight, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I got a message from Facebook saying it was against their policy. And so I had to file a complaint. Now, I've never had a complaint, a problem before, and, you know, I put in the show on Facebook. So I don't know what, they're, what they were looking at because basically all it stated, hey, basically all... Uh, you know, they were, they were, they were, it was always in the advertisement with the time of the show, uh, who was going to be on the show, what the uh, conversation was going to be about. So there certainly wasn't anything on there that would have been deemed super political of it in any way, but uh, yet and still it happened. Now, uh, just uh, two minutes ago, the electricity just came back on. It's been off all day out here. Uh, but uh, I'm sorry, I'm I apologize because we, we weren't able to uh, record the show because at the beginning because I wasn't able, I couldn't get online, period. I couldn't do anything. So You uh, know, we don't panic, yeah. we pivot. It is what it is. Yeah. And as I said before, yeah. it gives everybody a reason to contact Ms. Kimberly Dumas directly. Her phone number is area code 916 Six seven zero four eight zero zero. So nothing has been lost. Yes, and 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 for for, for further information, anybody want to get any information in relation to the guests that are on the show, they can also contact me, uh, uh, Dr. Nina Kweku here at seven zero seven three four four three nine one nine, or you can send me an email at Nina Kweku at uh, Comcast dot net. So, uh, there you go. You know, we, we, hello, can you spell that for us, Dr. Kweku? Oh, okay, I, I guess I should have did that in the first place. So, if somebody asked that, it's Ninana Kweku. That's my, that's my first and last name. It's N double I A W E K U at Comcast.net. 
Got it. So, uh, if you will contact me, I will, I'll have all of the information in regard to the previous guests who have been on the shows and be able to put you in touch with them. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Right, let's see if uh, Kev is, is, is on. Hey, Kev, you're on. His hazard sign still on. Hi, Kevin. We see you, but we can't hear you. Yeah. If Kevin can hear us, it's saying no audio detected participant may be having microphone problems. Oh. There's a little red, a little red flag. Yeah, uh, he's got some internet issues there. When you, whenever you see that red triangle with the exclamation point in the center, uh, that's internet issues. Okay, yeah, that's uh, what it's saying. I have, a, I, have a, I, have a, I have a question. Well, a question and a statement for Ms. Jackson. Uh, we know yes. that uh, economics and politics go hand in hand. It's, of course we do. How, how so how do you see you know, your, your business in, in real estate uh, somehow interacting with the with the pol political scenario that's going on in America now. Oh my God! Well, it all depends because um, if what's going on right now, interest rates are dropping at an all-time low. So what that does is it forces people to come from different places. Like we thought the market would have slowed down because of the epidemic, but it's hotter than ever. And people are buying. People still have cash. They're spending money to buy homes. They're coming out for loans. I stay busy. And it's because the rates are so low. So people wait around for things like this. But then at the same time, when the rates go back up, you know, people think, oh, the rates are too high. But the market normally drops. The price calm down. So the houses are still kind of affordable. Um, here in California, there was a shortage of houses for a really long time. Um, and or houses were um, not sitting on the market that long. It would be 25 people viewing one house and it would only be available for three or four days, that kind of thing. So the market has not impacted the real estate here. It's only it's only made it a little bit busier. Yeah. How are you closing deals now with the uh, county offices being closed? Oh, they're they're not closed. Um, we do everything electronically. So um, their drop boxes are open. They have drop boxes where we take the um, title. Title takes a package down and they drop them in. We have couriers who do everything. Um, I can't uh, physically go to signings these days, but um, I'm on the phone with my client if they need me to answer questions about the closing. Um, the notaries are sometimes signing outside instead of a home or that kind of thing. Um, they're wearing their masks and their gloves, trying to, you know, be sensitive to space and sanitizing, um, taking all the to get the deal closed. Even with uh, viewings and things like that, a lot of homes we're doing virtual tours now. We're not entering all homes. So there's a lot of adjustments that we had to make to be safe for ourselves as well as the client. Okay. So you, you, you think that this is really a, a good market at this time? Because I was a you know, looking at uh, somebody sent me a house, you know, one of those old Victorian houses in West Oakland. And, uh -huh. and it, was, it was it was a fixer upper and they wanted 470,000 for it. That's a steal. You better, take it. You better go get it. Let's go get it tomorrow. 
<laughs> just call me. We'll go get it tomorrow. <laughs> and and oh, anything in Oakland, especially in West Oakland, is too close to San Francisco and it's a fixer. So you have to take into consideration by the time you fix that property up and and, and if that neighborhood is a, 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 a renovation neighborhood or it's, um, you know, um, it's, it's improving. That property is going to be worth three or four hundred thousand more by the time you. It's probably going to be worth seven hundred, eight hundred thousand by the time you fix it up. Mm. So I would definitely, I would definitely um, pull that property. I would be curious if you give me a call tomorrow. I would like to do a comp check on that property and give you a, um, you know, a free uh, property evaluation and tell you what the other homes in the area are doing and what that house would probably sell for once you fixed it up. All right. Thank you. Thank you. May I just make a, a quick mention, please? Um, we have Kevin. He sent us a chat. He he's in he's near Lake Michigan, and in the mountains. So that's probably his issue. But he says that he's very thankful for what you're saying, and he is fine with listening and learning. So thank you, Kevin. Thank you and welcome. From uh, what do you say? Uh, what part of Michigan are you from? No, he is a truck driver, so he's everywhere, but he is definitely, um, yeah, he's from everywhere. <laughs> um, I know he's from um, the Sacramento area, but I believe he resides now in Georgia. Maybe I can have him text me and, and answer that. So I'm going to ask him, where is he from? <laughs> So do we have any other questions? Because I believe we have five more minutes to get all of this good information. Well, if, Is there if any other listeners out there that are trying to chime in? Yes. Well, I was just looking at this rally in France, this Black Lives Matter. I mean, it's like a million people out there. This, this stuff is very serious. Well, the one the thing, thing that I it. have heard is that every culture, when they saw this gentleman expire right there on television, it became real for a lot of people who thought we were just complaining just to complain. This has taken it global. This has become very real to watch a man's life taken right in front of your eye. And I have yeah. to say it a personal tragedy for me because um, as a child, there's five of us girls. We actually saw our mom get shot and killed. So I saw my mother take her last breath from violence. So this touched me in a very special way because it took me back to a place where I thought I had recovered from. We, that's why we're having these types of talk shows so that we can come together and strengthen the businesses so that we can start making a difference in the community. If we were able to give that gentleman a job, he wouldn't have been trying to, to cash that forged check. He would be making his own money. And, and sometimes we have been made to feel that if you don't have a college degree, you're not as worthy. We as entrepreneurs should be strengthened enough so that we can have a payroll under our belt so that we can employ our people, employ our children. After school, take your little butt right to work and earn some money and learn the trade so that we can leave a legacy. That's why I'm here every Tuesday 
with my followers who I'm so grateful that they believe in what I'm doing, that they're here so that we can discuss all the issues that we're experiencing globally. And thank you yeah. for bringing yeah. that up, brother. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if I was. Yes, ma'am. I would like to show my appreciation for Ms. Phyllis also for for bringing your your cadre of people to uh, the, the mothership uh, because uh, it's very interesting that we have some open dialogue about what needs to take place in our community and and uh-huh. and I agree with one percent. Maybe if the young man had had a job, maybe he wouldn't have been passing a uh, what they said looked like a fake twenty dollar bill or a check. But the reality of it is is that. These people have been holding court with our people since the beginning of time. They, they, the Friday night fish fries where they hung people. They, 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 the cop, instead of taking you to jail and arresting you for a crime, they kill you right on the corner. So that's the, that's the, 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 the information that we have to change. That's the dialogue that we have to change. And we have yes. to get people to stand up, stand up. And not just, and I applaud all those people who are out there marching and going back and forth, but you also have that negative aspect of what's going on. You got the instigators out there trying to make the, the, the protests look like they're the, the enemy. So we have to talk about we have to talk about these things, and we have to invest in something in people, you know, not just you know, from an economic standpoint, but we have to give people a reason to be, to feel, to 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 have, be and 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 so yes. uh, I think that one of the things that we can do as as uh, here on 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 T25CL here on the mothership is try to motivate people into changing their mindset about who we are as a people. You know, we are not Negroes. We are not black. We are not Afro-Americans. We are human beings. We are men and women who deserve the same humanitarian uh, uh, that any other person on the planet deserves. And so for, for what, whatever we can do to shed, light, to shed light on the fact that people are suffering, people only react when they are suffering. And we have to get people change their mindset from reacting to acting on an ongoing basis so that we can move this needle in terms of how we discuss race issues and how we discuss progress and how can we re-energize the ideology around African communities and, and, and re-energizing the African thought around the Black Wall Streets because we still need those things. Here we got what goes on out there. We need those things. In fact, you're abs- I, I, you are absolutely right. I, was, I, was, I don't agree with the writing. But I will say that I think that people feel like their backs are against the wall. You know, when they were protesting peacefully, they were when they were fighting and kneeling, they were dying. Look what happened to Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. One was protesting peacefully, one wasn't so peaceful, and they both ended up in the same grave. And people, they, they just feel like nobody's listening. And I think that once we can come to some kind of understanding and they understand that, okay, I hear you, then it'll stop. You see, but this looting and shooting and all this nonsense that's going on, this has nothing to do with George Floyd. This is something else. 
with breaking into stores at night, it's out of control. People have been oppressed for so long. They, they just, they're doing whatever they want to do at, at this point. You know, so there needs to be some common ground, some communication, some respect, and some understanding in order to move through this thing. And that's that why I'm trying to strengthen these black businesses so that we can make a difference. And 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 if this isn't something new. This goes back. This we could take this back to the Watts riot. We're tearing up our community that's taken some of us so long and hard to build up. And yeah, they do have their 15 minutes of fame. Hey, right on for the peaceful ones. But the ones who are out here, we shutting everything down and we're tearing up this city. Okay, after that, then what? But see, if we were able to have a strong force behind us, if we, hey, we see something, let's call our, 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 our male leaders and they can be right there on the scene at the drop of a plane landing and assess the situation. Oh, okay, you need to go to jail. You need to go to jail right now and take care of it right then and there. And once the world starts seeing that we're not playing and we have legal backing because we now have funding, because we have black strong business owners who are walking and not just talking, then these cops will become a little bit more accountable, a little bit more, oh, hold on, let me think before I act because they have a whole posse behind them that will be here in a New York minute to shut us down. So let me be careful, but we don't really have that right now. That's the reason why I'm on this show. That's, this is what I'm hoping that we can all embrace is that we need to come together. There is no more room for, oh, you are not in the same classification as I am, so you cannot talk to me. Let all that go. Let us start supporting each other. Everybody else does. Why can't we? We can with the people who are on this show. You guys are taking time out of your busy schedule so that we can collaboratively come with some solutions and building up these black businesses is what's gonna do it. I'm confident in that. One thing when you said about the we in our communities, we in our communities are not the one tearing up our communities. They're, they're coming in from the outside and they're paid to come into our communities to do it. And that's what's happening. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of it that that you have you have these instigators that are being paid, and you have people who are out there really uh, concerned about what's going on. But you can't when something is combustible like that, it's hard to manage it. That's why they have the national guard, the police, and all that stuff. And that and that's not the answer either, because the answer is how do we bring attention? And I think that we're doing the great right thing here. On, on the mothership is to yes. keep this thing in the limelight 24-7. Not only that, but Bob's Bus and all of the people who are collaborating with Bob's Bus are doing things to create jobs, to create wealth, to, you know, to take control of that community so you can stand out there on the front line and say, no, don't do this. I know mm -hmm. a number of years ago, uh, there was a riot uh, in East Oakland at Eastmont Mall, and myself and Dr. Adams are out there. And I know one thing from being right in the middle of that madness when these people start throwing bricks and, and busting windows is that, you know, they were going to bust the windows out of our car. We had to let, step up and say, hey, brother, that's my car. And, you know, look, if you, if you got to do this damage, you know, go downtown. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? Don't do it out in East Oakland where all of your people live at and shop at. You know, so it, it's. It's a, it's a mindset that we have to change, but they have to see these people who are misguided 
and, and kind of lost in the struggle, we have to show them that there's a way for us to overcome this difficult time of uh, this injustice that continue to be perpetuated on our people. So, yeah, thank you very much, Phyllis. Thank you, Ms. Jackson, um, uh, for a great, great uh, presentation yes. on, the, on, the, on the real estate and how, and how to manage that business and how, and how to start thinking about business. Because traditionally, we don't think about business. We think about doing business with somebody else. In fact, I was about to say earlier, I had spoke with uh, Brother Johnson earlier today, and he had suggested there be $12 trillion paid to, uh, for reparations for African people. And I came back at him. I said, look, I want $12 million for, for the next 10 years. So, I mean, not million, but $12 trillion for the next 10 years. And that will give us an opportunity to build an infrastructure where we can create jobs, where we can provide security, where we can start to, uh, uh, you know, work within our school systems and changing that dynamic. So that's a, you know, I am 100% behind reparations and, and because it's old. And I think that, that, that we'll always be fighting an uphill battle unless we have the economic uh, proudness to elevate our own self up. They're not going to do it. We have to do it. And I, I give great thanks to and honor to uh, Ms. Phyllis over at Bob's Bus and uh, Ms. Dumas uh, at her real uh, realty company and all the other people who have been coming on the show. So thank you very much. Anybody else? Do you mind if I just give my website out? Because um, we will be launching our membership this September 1st, 2020, where our goal is by December, we should be opened and running to be able to give $10,000 grants to small businesses with profit. And my website is number 4 bobsbus.org and we are going again. to do it for ourselves. Say that again. For what? It is www.4bobsbus.org Okay. That's absolutely great. I've, and if there's anyone else, uh, Ms. Jackson, you, did you give out your information? I sure did, and I'll give you that again. It is kjdhomeloans at gmail.com. And my direct line is 916-670-4800. Thank you. And thank I think you. we have Gregory on the line, too. Let's see if he has a question. Okay, yes, Gregory, I do. go ahead, brother. Hey, Hi, Gregory. Gregory. How are you? Great. How can we help Hi. you today? Well, I wanted to bring up again what Andre did, which is the fact that uh, in order to make the changes that we need to make, we've got to undo what was done. And what was done was that uh, with the uh, with the way that they trained the uh, the house nigger, they trained him to, to destroy everything else that the field nigger was doing. So we have to deal with that as a real issue. Go ahead, Greg. We re retrain ourselves. Yeah, I, and, and you know, there's one other thing. And in fact, I, I've been 
I'm, I don't know what you call it, lucky or unlucky. I've been involved in several rides in my life, so I'm telling my, I'm, I'm dating myself. But I remember when we had some rides up in Connecticut many years ago, and the rides was was because the the schools in the in the African community were outdated. They did lack equipment. They were raggedy. They didn't have proper heating. Didn't have proper ventilation, and and they kept, you know, going to the politicians and asking, look, please help us out, help us out. We want our kids to go to decent schools. So what the neighborhood did was they rioted and they actually burnt the schools down. That's a heck of a way to get a new school, but it worked. But two things came out of that riot. And I have nothing against people riding. That's all part of this whole revolutionary ideology that people respond to. But, you know, when you riot, that should be a purpose in mind, something coming out of it. And one of the things that came out in Connecticut was that they took the cops out of the cop cars. They made them walk the beat in the neighborhoods that they worked in. You know, and not only that, they put more minority or black officers on to patrol African communities. And the whole dynamic changed around that in reference to how the community engages the police department. And so I think it's something that has to happen all over because we have a, 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 a nationally a political crime to go. But the reality of it is, is that, you know, we should not have good old boys out of Mississippi who used to wear the Ku Klux Klan mask on the police force in East Oakland, you know, because they are not prepared psychologically to deal with us. They don't understand us. And not only that, there is a fear factor. They are afraid of us. So we have to just keep discussing these things, keep bringing it to the forefront, and let folks know that we will not tolerate no more of this stuff. We will not tolerate the, the Sandra Blands and all the other people. I still think that she was murdered down in that jail in Texas. And uh, I, I, I resent the fact that they think that they can disrespect us at such a level and that there's no repercussions because it brings back that old law that they used to have. In yeah, the but, uh, was that, but you that also want to remember that uh, through all the years of, of oh, slavery, they were the ones that that taught us what they what was, they would accept as being good or bad. Yeah. Well, the thing of it is, is there's no there used to be a, uh, a, no law that a white man was obliged to obey when it comes to how he dealt with black people, which under which is explains how the young man was shot down uh, uh, on a hunt. You know, it wasn't doing a burglary. He they shot down. They they was hunting him like he was an animal. So they were showing that they have no respect for human life as it relates to the African community. And we have to make them respect that. We can make them respect that by building up businesses, by taking over, retaking the control of our businesses. Because a lot of you know, if you're from Oakland, if you've been in Oakland for the last 50, 60, 70 years, a lot of those businesses used to be Black-owned. And now they are mostly White-owned or Arab-owned or uh, Asian-owned. And so, therefore, these are the people who are responsible for dictating and, and, and requesting the kind of uh, policing that's going to go on in that area. You know, you take, like, I remember back in the day in Oakland when there was, there was prostitutes on everything, and everybody was into cocaine and all this kind of stuff. But as soon as the Asians made that investment, and people that know Oakland know that Chinatown in Oakland used to be two or three blocks. 
Now they own half of North Oakland. They never cleaned up those streets. They never cleaned up those prostitution rings until the Asians invested their money. So that means that we have got to take retake those communities that we live in, put those businesses together, and and, and demand, and you know that we get the, the the proper policing so that our kids don't get shot down. I for one do not, and I do not, and I refuse to explain to my grandkids that you got to act different because you're black. So that's that all is, I have to say on the matter. Thank, thank that is all. true. And hey, can we pick this up next week? For those of you who are listening, you hear this is good information. Come on back. We're here every Tuesday at 7.30. This mothership will land again next week. Come on back. Um, we're going to have to wrap it up because I do have a 9 o'clock appointment. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. You were amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Right. Okay, give me a jingle. Right. We'll talk Okay. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.